0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jaikar, and today is February 9th, and welcome to Women's Grace and Grit. This is a show today about the power of your presence as a woman in life. So one of the things that if you're just new to the blog, uh, my, my podcast from Blog Talk Radio I really would encourage you to go to iTunes um, with the name of my show, Women's um, Grace and Grip, um, because I have had shows for almost, let's see, almost 10 years now, or 8 years, 9 years. And um, there's a lot of topics that I've talked about, there's a lot of wonderful people um, that we've had interviews together. just really encourage you there's a lot of information, a lot of wisdom, a lot of um, you know kind of practical support um, and you know this is a, a topic near and dear to my heart um you know when I look back on my my life I go yeah i was always I was always kind of here I was always kind of um very clear um, about the power and purpose of women um, I remember in college um, getting a B on a design. Um, I was in architecture school and I got a B on a design because it had curves. And, um, you know, to my credit, um, you know, hubris hubris of youth, but also I was just very like, no, that's not okay. And the reason he gave me the B, um, and this is why I was saying it was not okay, was because he said, you know, this is not a, a material suited to, to curves. And, you know, I... I scheduled a time to talk with them after a grading period and I said you know I'm really going to push back on that because and, and I brought you kind of clear evidence of it I said we live in New England where brick was used to do curves all over the place you know um, curved uh, supports uh, for railroad bridges over um, streams and rivers uh, curved support to hold the weight of a you know, multi-story building over windows um curve support over you know curvature of an entryway and again you know seventeen, eighteen to 1900 buildings i said i disagree with you and so does history um didn't get my a <laughs> but i was really clear you know you, you don't don't um don't not ask me to challenge something that i know to be true um and this is one of the things i'd like to talk about today um with this uh, power of presence, I'll read the intro. But it's really, um, I had an uh, an interesting conversation with a um, colleague, and I'll go into that after I read the write-up um, about, you know, women's power, women's presence, women's um, what what we know to be true. Your presence as a woman is a power which you can choose to engage in in your life for changing the outcomes of challenges and for realizing your dreams. This is not a power women are taught about as we live in a time when men's ways have had the stage of what we pay attention to and engage and the lack of women's ways of power being embraced by the world has impacted both men's and women's lives in ways not for the better today I want to talk and share with you about how to do so as the power of your presence is a power women are often unaware of as we are not taught how to engage this power It is a power which which needs and asks of you a willingness to engage your heart in service of your deepest values and to honor your power as a woman no collateral damages only a willingness to call upon your grace for meeting the grit of life and that's really how I came up with my business name 20 years ago um, women's grace and grit it is It is a willingness to call upon our grace as a woman for meeting the grid of life, which is what I mean by the power of our presence. Women have historically, and very, you know, centuries going back, have been the inspiration for what is right to do and, you know, what the values of life are, that all life matters that um, political game, game games only kill the innocent and the vulnerable. Um, the power of our presence is our willingness to be in a situation and speak up, to say no, to say that's not right, to say I don't agree. Um, so by presence I mean to be where you are to be clear, what your values are. To be clear, what you know. You st- what is I what I say. You stand to, you know what. What are you about? What is it that to you is a priority, and and what you pay attention and what you give your valuable time and presence to, and that your your clarity about that and your willingness to honor it makes all the difference in wherever you show up, and you know I remember as a child, being in school. And I was a shy child, um, even though I was an oldest of seven, and, you know, I was definitely my father's consolation prize in terms of being a daughter um, instead of a son. I was, you know, I observed a lot, and but I didn't speak up a lot. And But I do remember there were times in school where I would know, you know, I would watch a teacher... Yell at a child and blame them for something that they had done, and they hadn't done it. The person, you know, in the corner, you know, snickering, had done it, and I knew that. And I didn't say anything, you know, out loud. But I would stay after, and you know, school, and um, and say, you know, um, I saw what happened, and that that wasn't true. Um, so that's always mattered to me, even if I couldn't do it, you know, kind of straight out. It's always mattered to me to stand to what was true, um, or what I saw to be true, or what I knew to be true. Um, and you know, I have a, a colleague, and and she's very invested and very, you know, um, honoring of of you know the topic of women's sovereignty at this time, and you know and she was in a conversation and she was kind of apologizing for how she works you know that there's times of the year that she can focus outward and there's times of the year that she really needs to focus inward and she was kind of apologizing for it and i said but no that's that's it right there is an example of your sovereignty that's true for you and i said and, and she and she said well I, you know it's not going to save the world and i said oh, oh, contraire Yes, it is. This is what is going to save the world. Women's presence becoming known. Women's presence being willing to be shared with others. Women's presence no longer retreating. When you know something to be true for you, to speak to that, to honor it, to live it, is a different form of power then we are taught power is. The form of power we've been taught is usually a form of power where someone has something over another, right? It's power over another or others. Um, You know, I'm powerful because I'm the person who tells other people what to do. I'm powerful because I have uh, these resources that allow me to do what I want um, even if nobody else wants me to do it. Um, It's power over. The power of presence is the the, the power to take values and say they matter. This matters. It's not about how I can make you do something that I want. It's that I'm speaking. I'm standing to. I'm saying no to not honoring that this is important or that person's important, or listening is important. It's the power of presence. And um, it's one of the things that when uh, a marriage is having a, a rough time, I will often help women learn because I go, your presence is important. You just haven't been taught to honor it. And what I mean by that in a marriage is be... Be that which sees the big picture. Be that, it's kind of like being a hawk, right? Hawk soars way up. It sees the big picture. It sees the overview. It sees how this rabbit over here is running and that bird over there just flew into some bushes and and that person is walking on that road. They see not just what is in front of them, they see the vista, of many things that are in some sort of relationship with each other, they don't necessarily know they're in a relationship, but they are because they're part of this you know whole, and that is what women bring to the world, saving the world as as my friend was saying. We bring that voice that says, "Um, but what about this?" Um, I remember being in a um, spiritual community. And, you know, true to all organizations, even spiritual, it was run by men. Men had all of the power positions, the authority positions. (laughs) They were given the better housing. Um, They were given preference, um, you know, for not having to do kind of what I call the grunt work as much. The women had to do that. Very kind of patriarchal, traditional. Um, And, you know, with these amazing uh, spiritual wisdoms, and and so things were organized as men had the experience of it. Meetings were organized um, without childcare, which meant that most mothers and sometimes other women missed these meetings where important decisions were made, whether it's financial decisions, priority decisions ethical or, you know, logistical decisions. And so it continued the pattern of men's men's way of being in the world. It continued that being the choice and the precedent and the, you know, priority of an organization that um, had teachings that said, you know, women are very sacred. And so here was, here was this, you know, here's this contrast between the teachings and the actual playing out of what was being actually lived. And, you know, once I became a mother, I went, well, I don't want to miss the meetings where the priorities for the next year are set, where the budget is determined. Um, so I said, okay, um, I need to own that this is important to me. And so the next meeting... In a quarterly meeting, I actually raised my hand for the first time in probably 10 years of living in the organization and said, I'm a, "You know, this is important. We need to provide child care for the mothers." Um, and I said, "Fathers too, but I'm noticing the fathers always show up at the meetings, and the mothers rarely. Um, and I think it's really important we get both mothers and fathers, um, you know, being able to have power in our organization, in our community. And, you know, I got the look, and I got that it's too expensive, and I said, I'll take care of it. And I just figured out how to, um, you know, get a, get a budget. I presented the budget. I said, we'll hire these teenagers. We'll give them this. Um, we'll rotate through parents in the second half of the day, but it will be fathers first and mothers second. Um, and if this is okay, let's take a vote um, and, you know, the the thing that worked in my favor is there were a lot of parents and they were thrilled. Um, the fathers were actually thrilled to not have to spend the day at the meeting. They could spend some time with their child. And the mothers were thrilled to be at a meeting instead of, you know, the default childcare. And that's what it took. It took me being willing to say, this I'm noticing fulf- is creating something I don't agree with. I don't need to wait for someone else to say it. I need to speak up about it. It may not be true for anybody else. That's not the criteria. The criteria is I noticed this. This is important to me to have women's voices and women's ways represented. And I will take my discomfort and make it secondary to my need to speak up, which then led me to then own own it, which I was happy to do, and create something that years later was still being used. Just because it hasn't been done, seen, or said before, don't discount it as it comes through you. We are taught to do this as women, to discount ourselves, to make ourselves less, to make our voices not important, unless there's 20 of us in the room that agree with that voice. These are ways that subtly and effectively silence women's presence. But when you silence your presence, you, si- you, you basically you take away your power. And it's a power that's badly needed in a world badly out of balance. The balance between creating economies and tending to humans is badly out of balance. The women, good, bad, right, wrong, take care of the young, the old, the vulnerable, the sick, the families we are are the lack of our voice, the lack of our presence has impacted how these groups are cared for. And it's hard. I'm not saying this is, you know, just because we haven't spoken up and if we speak up everything magically changes. It's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying if you if, if you don't take that step, then it then then nobody but you will know what to be, is true for you, what you uniquely see or know or can say. And it's a really, yes, it's different. It's different than what we're taught power is. It's different than what we're taught we're supposed to do as women. Be quiet. Don't make waves. Don't make someone angry. Don't hurt someone's feelings. Blah, 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 blah. Great ways of disempowering an entire group that has tremendous wisdom, tremendous experience, tremendous power. Silence them and sideline them. And again... You know, I'm I'm a very practical person. I go, let's look at this, this state of being. Am I happy with it? No. What is the state of being that I'm not happy with? How is it constructed? And then I deconstruct and then I push back. Women's voices, women's ways, women's knowing is lacking. And that's why things are out of balance. It does not mean women should simply replicate men's ways and replicate the... Power imbalance. It's no better to have a matriarchal than it is to have a patriarchal society. That is not the point. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't there, but I wonder sometimes if that's not why things flipped to the other extreme. Um, you know, something out of balance. The opposite of it is still out of balance. So I leave you with thinking about where do you know. You feel something. You know something. You realize something, but you stay silent. You don't give others the benefit of your power, your presence. Think about it. We all do it. I mean, I still do it. Um, it's a habit that's generations long, and it won't just, you know, reverse itself in a generation. Um, but if we don't start, no progress gets made on our watch. So, um so begin to watch where you silence yourself, where you pull back, where you rationalize all the reasons it's not worth saying, doing, showing up for, trying. Just begin to observe because that's where you begin to be willing to, to make a different choice. Okay, and today we're going to wrap up. Um, please, I invite you to email me if you have any questions sign up for my newsletter. I will be kicking that back off next week. Um, and um, I look forward to being with you next week. Next week, I'm going to talk about um, the importance of self-love. It's a worthy theme. It's the week of Valentine. And um, without self-love, nothing else, nothing else works. No, you can't love another unless you love yourself first. Okay, blessings and have a great week. Bye.